Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello and welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. This is our post-game live show uh, on Facebook and also as a podcast. So whether you're watching or listening, hello, I'm here, I'm Charles, and I'm joined by a very, very happy... Neil Edgerton Scott and an even happier Danny Brothers, who are both on mute. You told us to be on mute. I you did. Oh uh, yeah, you said you said we weren't allowed to talk, Charles. So yeah, the whole for the whole thing for the whole dictatorship. Thing. Well, this is immediately straight after Keekel has uh, been a master and has whooped whooped Joey Barton's Fleetwood Town whooped one nil victory. What a game. It was the perfect away performance at home, wasn't it? Oh, I really thought you were going to start singing Martin McCutcheon then for a moment. Good, oh, Phil. Yeah. Get Love Actually on. <laughs> what better way to have a what better Tuesday to have? Watch Cobblers sneak a 1-0 victory and then stick Love Actually on. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> Instead of us, obviously. No, well, well I don't know. <laughs> Hugh Grant is delectable. Oh, delectable, delectable. indeed. Big word this oh. time of night. It is, it is. Oh, my. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. After that first half, I didn't think that was going to happen, did you? Uh, no, well, we, because we've been here before, mm. I had a few a few messages on WhatsApp saying we've been here before, haven't we? We'll end up losing this 2-0. And it did have that feel about it. And it was, But it was about time we had a bit of a second-half performance. And I used performance lightly because it was very much backs to the wall, wasn't it? It was... It wasn't like we took the game to them or anything like that, but we'd nicked the goal and then did what we needed to do, right? It was good to see. It's a really good, in, in my opinion, really good defensive display for the second game in a row, Danny. It was. It was Atkins style. I love, I love that. Ian Gill. Call, call of the night, Ian, Jill, Ian Gill. Call of the so, night. Call of the night. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam Hoskins' man of the match. <laughs> oh, 800. Oh, careful. Again. <laughs> no, I thought it was it was uh, it was reminiscent of the of the Atkins era, wasn't it? Of that, I've not been that emotionally invested 
so far, honestly, but I, I was the night for the first time, probably with that kind of back to the wall mentality. And when we nicked that goal, I thought, you know, we gradually started to dig in and think we've got something to defend. And we've actually come out and played a better team and come out with three points. So um, I, I was impressed. I loved, I loved that kind of thing. I know it's not, it's not very pretty, but I love it. I was brought up on the stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have that every week. <laughs> Absolutely. Just get it on and brilliant. No, I, 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 I mean, the, the one thing that stood out for me with the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, look, Graham. <laughs> Gra- Graham Arnold just popping on there. Come on, it was crap. Well, you know what? It's not the most entertaining game I've ever watched. But the last, I don't know, it was, it was watchable. It wasn't the worst game in the world. No, it? we've seen a lot worse. It was, and there was a couple of times where we, we at least looked a bit dangerous at times. Granted, we weren't peppering their goal or anything like that, but we certainly looked. It, what, it, sometimes I think maybe we've levelled at, at the team before, and we've looked like we've not really tried to win the game. But I actually didn't think that today necessarily. I thought the game plan was pretty clear, right? Nick a goal and shut up shot, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Absolutely, it's pretty much how how I imagined us playing in League One from the start. We haven't done it yet. <laughs> Graham didn't enjoy it. I don't you, can always, you can always rely on Graham. I'm not sure Graham had a nice time watching that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I expected. And that when you when we were looking at it in the summer, saying like we just need to do what we did in the playoffs against and against some of the supposed bigger teams will come to our place or I will play them and, and give them a game just by playing our style. And it feels like we're slowly getting to a place where we've got a, a side that's a little bit more coherent, a little bit more kind of they know what they're doing, which was probably about the same time last season. On that point, this is relevant, do we think? Yeah, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Leadership-wise, yeah. It's just a rock, isn't he? And he, it's not just defensively either. It's going forward. He actually gives us that impetus to move up the pitch. I mean, you look at the way that Charlie Good was last year. He would be able to drive us forward and take the ball into the middle third, and that's exactly what Alan Sheen does. And he backs up the attacking players as well. I think he's he's just completely changed this side. It's the experience, isn't it, that he brings? I think more so than anything, a bit of calmness as well, and a bit of know-how. Something that was perhaps missing. And it seems to it seems to starting to improve the defence. I thought Bolger, we've criticised Bolger and Horsfall more so probably, but I thought they were both excellent today. I mean, you couldn't. There was that one mistake I think by Horsfall in the first half where he gave that free kick away. But aside from that, I thought it, they looked pretty solid. They dealt with everything that was thrown at them. And actually, despite all Fleetwood's possession, it wasn't like they were peppering the goal. No, I mean in that second half, I can't think of a shot on target that they had. Uh, no, they had one that went wide, didn't they? Hmm. A couple of them went yeah. wide, I think, in fairness. I, I, ju- I just think, I don't remember Arnold having to make a save as such. I remember him having to sort of claim the ball, and he, he did quite well on a few crosses tonight. Um, but I don't Made a good save from to... that free kick. There's that one free kick, wasn't there, that he saved from? Was that in the first half? That was in the first half, I think, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean... I just don't, I don't know. There's part of me that wants to say, it feels like it's all coming together. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> Why would you say that? Well, because we've just won a game of football and I'm feeling pretty high on the, the fact. Oh, he's had a little dance. Happened. Oh, yeah. A little dance, look. Think, uh, yeah. think uh, Oglethorpe must be having a dance the way he was getting the last few minutes. That was peak. <laughs> peak Oglethorpe, that was. Wasn't and it? Wow. and he did mention the playoffs, didn't he? Oh, that's oh, no. To be fair to him, that was only because his co-commentator mentioned it. Uh, he was trying, he was trying to deflect it away from himself, yeah. wasn't he? He'd written he a note. He'd handed it to him. So make sure he, <laughs> he went, yeah, Gary Mills. Yeah, I can't say <laughs> it. Mention You've got this. to say it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also thanks to uh, Yeston for for mentioning this. That Oglethorpe did indeed say at the end that it was the best game under KC. <laughs> I think somebody's forgotten Wembley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was a good three three points, wasn't it? But let's not get too carried away with the performance. I think that actually, if you look at it in terms of this season and this squad that this team that we've got, then 
I think it was a really good performance, especially defensive. It was possibly the best defensive performance that I've seen this season. And what's making a massive difference there is McWilliams as well coming in. Um, he's got he's just got so much more back than Missalu has. It's mm. almost like, like we were worried at the start of the season if Missalu got injured, what was going to happen. But <laughs> but now it's actually the other well, way around. Well, I think when we saw him in the friendlies, he looked he looked pretty good. <laughs> He was making a few crunching tackles and stuff. I don't remember. I, that. Maybe we I, I got excited about him. But, um, <laughs> sure. uh, is such a. He needs to be in there every week now, doesn't he? He's just such a key. If he can just get a run of games now, this is so important to that to how we work in. It's just that thing, though. It's just that thing, though, isn't it? Every time he goes down, you're petrified that that's that's the season over for him because he mm. went he went down. Did he get? Uh, like hitting the back or something. I think it was actually his foul. He was committing the foul, but or was that the Hoskins one? That was Hoskins. Yeah, that was the Hoskins one. But I mean, every time, whenever Sean McWilliams goes down, you do fear the worst. You're just thinking to yourself, "Oh no, not again!" But I think that you're right in what you said about how Alan Sheehan's changed the game or changed the way we play and 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 how we're doing, but. I didn't say that. That was Mike Fuller. <laughs> but sure, as well. Leeds United fan, Mike Fuller. <laughs> Leeds United fan, Mike Fuller, yeah. But yeah, I, I just think that they have, as a pair, changed, not necessarily changed the way we play. We've just been doing it better. I think it gives you that more confidence, I think. Percy, you've got that, that certainly with McWazza in, in midfield. He's, he's, I just feel more confident with him there than Missaloo. Mm. And actually going uh, further up as well. Yeah, Missley runs around a lot, but I don't know really what else he does. Williams is not, a bit more he's measured. Not, he's not living up to his, um, you know, his his, his role. Or what, what was the what is it? <laughs> the show reel. The show reel. Thank you. Yeah, he's not living up to the show reel for me. Whose show reel was it? Whose show reel was it? Where it was just long passes was basically hoops. Was it all? I'm sure it was. Horse. I think it was Bulgers, wasn't it? It was one of those. One of the two. All yeah. they could dig out was some, some hoops. <laughs> Absolutely. Some hooves. Must have hooves, been yeah. Hooves. Yeah, yeah, horseful. Hooves. Horseful. Uh, um, oh, do you know what? Matthew Nichol has asked the question, is Barton a football coach or a martial arts coach? I'd tell you what he is. He's a whinging, whining bastard. They just don't shut up, do they? Every single little tiny feather that flicks against their ears and they're crying for a penalty and a free kick. <laughs> no way to talk about Hoskins. <laughs> We're going to get into it. 50 Shades of Grey here. Yeah? Well, <laughs> 50 Shades of Neil coming to a bookstore near you. 50 Shades of Stuart Grey. <laughs> oh, that is a film I'd watch. <laughs> Stop sure Paul Hoover. Hoover would. <laughs> Stop Paul Hoover. Pop to the door. Famously from Sheffield. Paul yeah, famously. It's with Chris Wilder. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, I, I, it was annoying in the first half, wasn't it? Just hearing them constantly moaning for everything. I was really annoyed by it, but actually, I think more and more teams do it. I think we probably do it, and we were probably like that last season. Uh, I think it is annoying and it is frustrating. It probably happens so much all the time in football. However, you just hear it at the moment because there's no fans there. Yeah. So it's, it's easier to hear. If there'd been supporters in there, to, to, I, we wouldn't have really heard it. And actually, I didn't think the players on the pitch were that bad. We've seen a lot worse. Mm. Was it, who was it we were playing? Was it Lincoln or something where Cole was saying they were copying what the Lincoln management team were doing on the bench, like jumping up every few minutes? Yeah, I think it was. Mm. One of his early games, I think. Um, and we've, we've done a, a lot similar to that as well, haven't we? So, I mean, people getting up in arms about screaming and stuff, but... It's no, it's no worse than Charlie Goo throwing, him, throwing himself over. Is it? <laughs> Miss a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I do think that it's, um, it's a case of if you're, if you're there at the game, then of course the fans do that role, don't they? It's the fans mm-hmm. that, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, that do that. But because we're not there, maybe it's heightening for me why I don't like it. Well, we'll be there from Saturday, right? Oh, you will. I won't. Jeffy will. 
Jeffy, Jeffy will. will. Oh, yeah, you didn't get one, did you? Didn't get selected in the ballot. I was unlucky. No. Or lucky, I depending on which way you look at it. I don't think it was anything to do with luck when it came to you now. Like, no, probably not. <laughs> 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 don't let him in. Don't let him in. Fair point. <laughs> don't need any of that going on here. I think you're right, though. I think fans do generally do that and try and influence the referee and the linesman and stuff. And that's all mm. they're trying to do, isn't it? And unfortunately, sometimes you get a referee who is influenced easily or a referee that's wearing a hairpiece like tonight. <laughs> do we know why Trevor Kettle was the referee? Because it wasn't meant to be. So that's a question we've asked many times. <laughs> Is he a referee? Is he? Is he? Who knows? But yeah, uh, do, I, do we know? No, I don't think. I don't think we're necessarily going to ever be privy to that sort of thing. Who knows? Maybe the other fellow was stuck in traffic, or what? And Trevor Kettle was the next best option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just twiddling his thumbs. Trevor Kettle was over in um, like KFC. <laughs> Just sitting, hopefully having a bit. Yeah, <laughs> Just waiting. He just drives around, waiting. The right moment. He, he was still there, isn't he? He's still bad, isn't he? Still I bad, so he was. He was probably as bad, if not worse, than his hairpiece. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> Tom Cliff, does anyone know that stats tonight for the team with the most ends in their name? Hashtag stats matter. Now, this is definitely a point towards when people moan about uh, the lack of possession we have. Etc. Etc. When actually the only stat that matters is who scores the most goals, and for all their possession they had tonight, we we said it earlier, didn't we? We didn't create that much at half time. And I think part of the actually, if I because we're watching on iFollow and because at half time it gives you the match stats, doesn't it, on the screen? I mean, yeah, no, you shouldn't really uh, pay attention to them. I don't. I go and make myself a cup of tea or get another beer or whatever. But I just. Maybe that's what is causing this whole thing of people moaning about our possession, you know, stats and and what are yeah possession percentage and what is it pass passing accuracy or something like that. I mean, come on, and somebody is is that really accurate? How do we know that? Is, is somebody literally there feeding that information to iFollow, or is it just a load of made up rubbish? Uh, well, you do have people, don't you, that that is their role. Their role is to to sit and watch a game and compile the stats. That's all they're doing, essentially, by Opta. Yeah, that's true. But if you were at Sixfields watching that game, you wouldn't be turning around to the person next to you and going, oh, our passing accuracy is terrible. It's only 32.3%. <laughs> you might turn around and go, Hoskins can't ball, pass the ball for shit, or Bolger just keeps lumping it, or it's the, whatever. Yeah, it's the, but... It's- it's that whole thing, isn't it? The stats don't tell a, a true story. Either way, whichever way you look at it. Because um, you could look at that, that you'd look at the stats tonight and you think, oh, Fleetwood hammered Northampton, but Northampton snuck a, a 1-0. Yeah, we did sneak a 1-0. They didn't hammer us by by no way. You, you couldn't, They couldn't walk away for that and say they were really unlucky to lose it or anything like that, I don't think. Yeah, we, we didn't create many chances, nor did they, really. They had a lot of possession, but apart from that, not much happened. Absolutely. Tony James here. Screw the stats. We bloody won. Who cares about passing accuracy or shots off target? Quite right. I don't care. I really don't. We won the game. That is the only stat that really matters. However, if we'd have lost, I mean, to me, it was written in the stars, wasn't it? We were going to, I thought we were going to lose, especially when you, Danny, on our WhatsApp earlier on today, decided to pop up Fleetwood's last three results. Yeah, Danny. (laughs) Just give you some stats. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's no more about stats. well they do well that's the thing now they what they won four one and five one didn't they so that's pretty that even makes our performance even better surely well, yeah, yeah I, I do agree i do think it does make it even better mike fuller uh, telling me not to be so sure about people moaning about accuracy <laughs> i must never have sat in the west stand lower middle <laughs> uh that's where my dad sits so <laughs> point point taken um <laughs> um Look, I I do think that that is one of those results, and I think somebody in the chat earlier on said it, that's got to go down as one of the best results in terms of it was an unexpected result. I didn't think we'd win tonight. I I didn't go in there pessimistic and, and, you know, think, oh, we're going to get battered. But it was one of those games where, and I know you hate me saying this kind of stuff, Neil, but 
it was one of those games where I kind of went, well, if we lose, I'm not too bothered because they're riding high in the league and there's more important games, so to speak, for us to win. It's an extra added bonus of three points. No? No. Okay, good. Brilliant. Um, Phil Andrews I, agrees I, with I, me. I, 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 uh, Tom already <laughs> pulled me up on it on Twitter, to be fair, because uh, I put a tweet out at halftime during my usual knee-jerk reaction, uh, saying... <laughs> Um, five, five beers deep. Yeah, yeah. Saying, <laughs> uh, saying um, something like, "Oh, great to see plucky little Northampton holding Fleetwood to a point or whatever and stuff." And Tom rightly pointed out, compare the budgets, and it is a very fair shout. It's very easy to forget the name Fleetwood and the club Fleetwood aren't particularly a big club at all, and their fan base isn't a big fan base or anything like that. The money they've got for this level is, however, um, and I think that's a, a fair thing. And do you know, though, I, I did, because when Dan Danny put up the stats on our group, sorry, the last few games... But Danny uh, put the stats played. up for the 2017 season, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> sorry about that. But I, I went back and actually, uh, on iFollow, actually, when I logged in, you can... Not on iFollow, sorry, on um, uh, on the ntfc.co.uk website. When you go to the Match Live Centre, or whatever it's called, um, you can actually look at the past results. Now, it went all the way back to 2014, and this is the first time since before then that we've beaten Fleetwood. Oh, really? I, mean, I, know we, I know we've not played them an awful lot of times over that sort of six years, but <laughs> I was quite surprised at that. I mean, I remember going to a game at Fleetwood where we got hammered 3-0. I think John Parkin was up front putting his weight about. But, um, yeah. Was that one? Was that, was that game at Sixfield? We won 1-0 when we were bottom and they were top. I've got a vague memory of. Oh, don't know. 1-0, I think. It was a free kick that we scored. Oh, fabulous. Um, anyway, it's not relevant. I'm Ben's not having it. All right. No, Ben isn't having it. He says, uh, that's a hard-fought win <laughs> against a good team on paper. Um, but fuck me, seeing people describe that as one of our best defensive before. Ah, oh, well, I'm sorry. I thought it was. Um, they offer nothing to the extent that they made the donkeys of Bolger and Horsfall look competent. I mean, it's a fair point. Game of opinions, isn't it? But, I mean, I, I think... Based on what we've seen this season, that's possibly one of our better defences. I mean, the bar's not that high, to be honest. No, it's not. Defensive performances, no, it probably is, in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, I don't think anybody's saying it's, uh, we've cracked it. Uh, I think that the point is, compared to some of the defensive attempts we've had this season, that was the best one yet. And you could argue, to, to, to counteract Ben's point a little bit, is you could argue that they offered nothing. Maybe that's down to our game plan and how we set up and... I mean, it's more likely they probably had an off night, but there could potentially be some credit <laughs> to to Curl and the team for that. Yeah, I, I think you've got to. I, I think it, it's it's too harsh to turn around. If you're going to turn around and be like, we're rubbish when we lose, then you've got to give credit when we do win and when I we do things that nullify another team. Yeah, the point is that we won. So it's always easier to look positively when we've won, right? And at the moment, we're 14th in League One. So, yeah, there's some stuff that's still not quite good and some stuff that still needs to be solved. Of course there is, but Jesus, I mean, it's been tough enough with lockdown for the last however many months, hasn't it? Um, and it's nice to enjoy three points and look a bit positively. I thought we'd be bottom by now, so... <laughs> Mm. And I didn't. I really enjoyed that last few minutes, as morbid as that sounds. <laughs> you enjoyed it. I was loving it. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's that kind of it's that different kind of enjoyment you get out of like just defending a leading, being backs to the walls, and making sure you're clearing your lines and stuff. And yeah, I just love that kind of thing. Give me more of that. One nil every week. <laughs> that's that's your. <laughs> that's what gets Danny going. That's what oh. I do whenever I play like football manager and stuff. I just like goal at attack, score a goal, and. <laughs> it's so much enjoyment. I'd sit there enjoying it. <laughs> Each to their own. Uh, too much. Own. <laughs> um, <laughs> can we talk ben. about? Um, can we talk about Kian Bolger leaping like a salmon? By the way, uh, maybe seven points off the playoffs though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, if we kick this up. Right, we win again Saturday. We're actually going to start to have to. Oh. Not talking about the past, because I don't think we're going we're gonna to make them or anything, but we'll have to start looking up a little bit, but now. 
Because <laughs> you're right. I actually look. I looked at the league table before the match tonight, and I did do that thing where you go, right, if we get three points and everybody else loses, you know, and I know that's never going to happen, but I did look at it and go, oh, we could go 12th. 12th. I mean, we've ended up 14th, which I think is actually really good considering other teams have played. I mean, um, and I, yeah, you are right. But at what point do we, if at all this season, do we start looking up rather than down? I'm not sure. Personally, I'll, I'll stop looking down. Oh, I know, yeah. Not until we get to <laughs> however many of the average points is to stay up. Then we'll be like, right, okay. Where are we going to finish? Yeah. But there is that point, like, you know, like up to 14th. I'm not saying, not, don't get me wrong, I'm not suggesting that we should be starting to, to you know, think about <laughs> promotion push or anything like that. But if we solidify in mid-table, then, you know, then there is that point where you never know what could happen in football, you know. If we're in a position, you know, say if we were 10th come come January, fans have been allowed back in by then and, you know, money's a bit looser, yeah. should we say. Yeah, a bit of money what, left over from Charlie still. What it's I'm saying is, it could be on. You're saying the Doncaster is now a six-pointer. <laughs> yes. Come on. Phil, Phil just 9-0 do it. Just got to win 9-0. I love it. The optimism. Although, <laughs> I, I, I'm disappointed that my prediction in the Patreon Slack channel didn't come true. I, I quite enjoyed, and I, I know you, Danny, enjoyed reading my 7-1 prediction. And uh, imaginary match report. I, uh, being brutally honest, I looked at it and thought that's too long. <laughs> Didn't read it. <laughs> thought you might say yeah, that. I thought sorry. you might say that. Um, oh, here we go. Fleetwood's website have put their uh, match report on. Oh, come on. Go on. Fleetwood Give us the title. Fell, <laughs> it, um, was it? I don't know if there is one. I know. Fleetwood, unfortunate in narrow Northampton loss. Mm. Fleetwood Town fell to a 1 0 defeat to Northampton on Tuesday night despite a dominant performance. There we go. And he goes on to talk about their Crying. clear dominance. Yeah. yeah. All that kind of thing. All the usual Screaming. stuff. Rolling around. Does it, does it, what they should have got is a percentage stat that tells you how long they spent on the floor lying around. Yeah, it does not. Mm. No, no, it should do that. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. What? Them lying on the floor rolling no, it around wasn't. it was it was more the screaming wasn't it yeah it was annoying. going to the referee yeah. and and asking for yellow cards and yeah yeah it, um and that... joey barton's a prick isn't he? absolutely can we say that really said it. Oh, you've said it now yeah I said it. Sorry. <laughs> can't take it back no he'll be watching he'll be watching on the on the bus back he'll have it on his phone yeah he'll like <laughs> joey barton <laughs> yeah, lad, Come and have a watch this. Is he not? Is he not just hanging around in the West Stand car park waiting to punch somebody? I wonder um, where you're going there, hanging around in car parks. No, no, I leave that to you, mate. Um, it's not me. It's uh, Stanley Victor, isn't it? <laughs> um, well, look, I wanted to. There was there was a tweet before. Um, here we go. Not a tweet. Sorry, a comment. Phil Andrews saying, "Great to get a clean sheet that boosts the confidence in the dressing room enormously." Now, I think actually it's been. A little bit unfair this season. We have had clean sheets, and yet, for some reason, fans on Twitter seem to have forgotten them all. Um, but having said that, having you know conceded at Rochdale, that's got to be a good boost tonight, hasn't it? Getting that clean sheet, that's got to got to see us going well and and really make that defence now, especially with the change of goalkeeper as well. Well, that's yeah. Will it be a change of goalkeeper until Arnold makes a mistake, and then it'll be Mitchell will be back on it? So. I, I do think that that was really unfair. You know, I don't, I don't personally see the mistake that Mitchell made last week. It was, but he, he screamed at him. At, um, where was it? Where we at Burton? Then he for not kicking it properly out somewhere. And then um, did Rochdale was it the three kick maybe at Rochdale that did it? But it's, it did seem a bit harsh. It's difficult. I, I, I think both goalkeepers are probably not. In theory, I think I'd like to merge the two into one goalkeeper. And then I think you've got a, start, a starting keeper. Marnold. Marnold, yeah. Whatever you want to call him. <laughs> if someone could work out how to do that, that'd be great. Then I think you've got the basis of a decent first keeper. Otherwise, I think they're both a bit ropey. Arnold did well tonight, don't get me wrong, but um, there's been times in the past where... He's not filled me with confidence. This sounds but a Mike's... Bit like how Jurassic Park came about. Fine, yeah. If yeah. only somebody could just merge these. 
<laughs> so my point is Arnold was solid, was there when needed and had a reasonable game. It's great to have two reasonable keepers. And that's the point. They're both all right. They've got their flaws. There's nothing, nothing great there, right? Mm. Would you yeah. rather have two normal, decent keepers or one amazing one and one crap one? I, I, I just remember back to the time when, Ooh, when Woody left. I remember the time when, when Woody left and we were left with <laughs> Billy Turley. What are you saying about Billy Turley? <laughs> I'm just saying I remember it. I'd rather have one very good keeper and then one of our own up-and-coming up and keepers on the bench. But I assume we don't have one. But so basically, you want, you, want, you want a Lee Harper and a Mark Bunn. Exactly that. Yeah, perfect. Good, good. I'm glad. Uh, Alex Butcher missed it tonight. Danny's now going to take you through the entire match report so that you feel like you were there, Alex. Um, yeah, so I will do that. Uh, goal, header, Bolger, defence, boot it, the end. <laughs> that is pretty much... Cele- celebrate, yeah. pretty much yeah. it. <laughs> can't, get, can't get further away than that, actually. I think that was... I wonder why Alex didn't quite make it. I assume he was probably didn't. Well, I'm wondering why I didn't quite make it in uh, radio commentary. <laughs> None of us are wondering that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly, Tim Oglethorpe's job is safe, Tully. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, talking of Tim Oglethorpe, how good was Gary Mills, by the way? I thought he was great. I love the way you were talking talking to Tim. Yeah, well, not. Let's yeah, talk not, about Gary Mills. I did think he was great. I thought he was great as Cocoms. He you has know, been really good, hasn't he? The last couple of games. He, he just comes across as really knowledgeable. He knows what he's talking about, and he's relatively balanced with his views. And he's not Steve Phillips, so happy days. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened to Terry Angus, by the way? I've seen him for a while. Terry Angus, um, I, I, isn't Terry Angus a, a scout as well? Right, oh, somewhere possibly. If anyone knows, I, in might, the chat, I might have just made know. that up. In fairness, Terry, if you're there, he's watching with Joey. <laughs> Terry and Joey on the bus. Terry and Joey, that's a sitcom right there. Terry and Joey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I want to, I want to ask you guys about uh, Harry oh, Smith. Serious Charles is back. Here we go. No, no, no. Um, I want to ask you, you about Harry Smith. Obviously, the last couple of weeks have been really good for him. Um, you said in during the game, um, I think on our WhatsApp group, Danny, that he's definitely a confidence player. Um, and I think these goals that he's scored in the last couple of matches have proved that, haven't they? He's a different player to what he was four weeks ago. Yeah, you can see it in him. He's got his little spring in his step back. And I mean, for Dane Oliver, it was, was the same a little bit at the start of last season that um, he wasn't getting the rub of the green. He wasn't getting on as much. But I think particularly with Harry Smith, he does seem to be that type where if he if one goes in off his backside, he's suddenly up and running. And it's not going to score 20 goals a season, is he? But I feel like he's getting more involved and he's getting more confident to hold on to the ball a bit more now. And he's, he's not just winning headers and going nowhere. He's actually getting the ball into him a bit more, which probably says a little bit more about the players around him than it does about him. But it just feels like he's a lot more confident and like more of a focal point now than he was before. Do you agree with that, yeah. Neil? Oh, I fell asleep. I wasn't listening. Yeah, so. sorry. Sorry, no. People often do that. We probably lost that. Yeah. No, I do. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's absolutely a confidence player. There's a little bit about him. I was talking to my mate about it um, before the game earlier. And we were saying that for, for his size, I just feel like he should be more aggressive at times. And, and when a cross comes over, there should be no one else that's winning that apart from him. And he should be barging his way to, to the ball. You know what I mean? So whether he can bring that in moving forward, I, I, who knows? Maybe he can. Maybe he can't. I don't know. But I think he definitely is a confidence player. And I think he has looked brighter the last couple of weeks. Um, and the goals have obviously helped him. I thought he, he did a decent enough job tonight. He had, it, he had it tough at times. But he won his fair share. And yeah, I thought he, he had a decent enough game. Tall as well, isn't he? Massive. Really huge. <laughs> Just realising oh, that Charles was just staring up, so I was like, "Ah, oh, what's, what's going he's on in the room?" <laughs> it's because Talking I was to... muted and I couldn't unmute myself. I was on a oh. different screen. There Sorry, Peter missed the first half. He fell asleep. So, to be honest, not the worst thing to happen. Just realised. Twitter. It's got his own website. 
Yeah, go to joeybarton.com. It's basically a website with all his tweets on. So it's not. I don't want the thing. I trust you. It's, it's got a picture of him. He looks like he's in some sort of attic or loft thing. He's looking very Maybe he's looking for Keith Curl's Yorkshire's recipe. <laughs> Footballer, pundit, father. Twat. <laughs> <laughs> I've, just, I've just noticed. <laughs> just noticed on Twitter. So Matt, Matt Derrick. Uh, left the cobblers to go and um, uh, do some tweets for Nottingham Forest. But he was watching tonight and I followed and he put a tweet on to say the first time as a fan, come on cobblers, to which Jamie Doggood has simply replied, we've got a cracking record since you've left. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should start sending people to Forest more often. Well, can't very well for Colin, did it? Well, no. I, I mean, Colin was there for a good couple of years, wasn't he? Colin and John. Colin and John. Oh, here we go, look. Oh, microphone. Yeah. Players who are under the radar but key. Harriman and Sowerby. I don't think Harriman goes under the radar. He's a very good-looking player. Probably the best. <laughs> Probably the most attractive player in our team. <laughs> but do you not know think... I, we seem to say this every single week about... Michael Harriman, that he goes under, he, he clearly doesn't go under the radar because we talk about him every single week about, about having had a good game. I think the point Mike is making, and I'm speaking on behalf of Mike, he's, he can he can speak for himself, obviously, he can type, type in the comments, but I think the point he's making is he's not one that stands out. He just goes quietly about doing his job. You don't really notice him too much, really, but he does a real good job in what he does. And he, so I think to that point, I think he is under the radar a little bit. He's not someone that you'd think first name on the team sheet or anything like that. He's a solid, pretty much solid six and a half, seven out of 10 every week. Doesn't really, occasionally he'll have a really good game, occasionally have a really bad game, but most of the time he's pretty consistent around there. And I think the same is for, goes for Salby from what we've seen so far as well. I'm still not entirely sold on him. Um, however, he is relatively consistent. I just think I'd like to see a little bit more from him. Yeah, I, I think he's taking his time to bed in almost, isn't he? It, it's almost like he just... I, I think he might... <laughs> Beddingfield. I think... <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what was the Daniel Beddingfield song? What was that? Got to get through this. Got to get through this. It works. We uh, should if you're not that. the one. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think that maybe, you know, the whole squad is taking its time, I think, to gel as a team. and, and to... Season will be over soon. Well, <laughs> potentially, yeah. Well done, um, lads. Right. Have a good summer. At least we're you're all out, you're all out the door now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be the way it is, won't it? It'll be that thing. But um, yeah, I, I don't want to keep going on about exactly the same thing over and over and over again. But for me, just tonight shows how much we have improved since the start of the season. Because we'd, we'd have lost that game quite easily, I think, at the start of the season. Or, you know, maybe the sort of five, six game mark in where we were at. Because we just wouldn't have had the confidence defensively to have, have, have stood up to them. I know there's people in the comments saying that, that they didn't do anything and they didn't really threaten us. But as you said, Neil, you know, that's mainly because I think we nullified them, which I don't think we would have done earlier on this year. So... I'm quite happy with with the way that that's turned out. And yeah, like you say, roll on to Doncaster on Saturday. Fans back in the ground, which has got to be the best part of, of the week, surely. Um, although not you, Neil. Sorry. All right, cheers. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah. I'll go and watch but, it Neil. It's fine. <laughs> but Chesie will be there. So well, at least one of us will be there. Jeffy will um, be there, yeah. I think quite and... a few people, have, well, a thousand, obviously, have, have got a ticket for it. So, um, But I've seen lots of people. I think there's a fair few people that are, are watching this. I think Mike has got tickets uh, I'm sure Tom Sherratt have got a ticket uh, I don't know if Matt did or not Matt Salmons um, but a fair few people from what I've seen yeah and it, and it should just be I, I just hope that it doesn't turn into or doesn't feel like a bit of a damp squib because there's only a thousand fans in because I mean what normally if we only get that sort of amount of fans in it's for a EFL Champions League trophy match, isn't it, Danny? And, and they can be quite... <laughs> Why well, you always come to me for the EFL Champions League, Charles? It's your favourite tournament. 
You absolutely love it. That's why. You, if anything, you said we should probably scrap the league full stop and just have that. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> get, get the end of the 12s out. <laughs> Hope nobody just joined us for that uh, comment. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, Are I you think, allowed to sing, by the way? Or... I, the, well, they, uh, didn't they say they were going to release a code of conduct or something? Which I assume was about. I, I assume was about that sort of thing, like how you act when you're in the stadium, following the rules, adhering to the regulations, that sort of stuff. So I've not seen it. I know the. I think the EFL did one, but I haven't seen. I don't, I don't know whether Cobblers have tweeted one or anything. Um, but do, do you have to wear a mask when you're in there? When you're sat in the seat? Does anyone know? No, I don't know. Because that's going to muffle the, the shouts of change, isn't it? I mean... Forwards! Forwards! your costumes! I was going to say, for some, it will probably be a blessing. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I do... I'm trying to remember, because obviously Shrewsbury had their test match, didn't they? Which is ours. That's what ours is, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just trying to remember. I think they were wearing masks. Well, I think Gareth makes a very good point, by the way, and I fully agree with him. I was fine not going to games. Now some people have got the, <laughs> the, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory ticket. But obviously Gareth has missed out like I have. It's a little bit harder to deal with. <laughs> Do you think, is Keith Cole going to come out like Willy Wonka out the out the tunnel when people arrive? <laughs> yeah. Like big purple hat. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mention who the Impalumpers might be. <laughs> Hoskins, um, Mike's going Neil, uh, and he's going to be on the oh, Cobbler Show on Thursday to talk oh. all about it. Oh, you Mike. Oh, look at that, Mike. Going on the BBC. Oh, let's hope you've got. Let's hope they've got his full name. Sort yeah, it out. yeah. Let's hope he doesn't turn up at BBC Radio Yorkshire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> In his Tony Yeboah shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Keith Curl has um, done his post-match conference. Fundamentals. Um, You ready? Keith Curl, we covered every blade of grass, is what he said. Um, It's a well-earned three points. Um, He talks about a a change of mentality that we've had to go through for our home games. And the mentality (laughs) within the group tonight was first class. Um, (laughs) Fleetwood were a good team, he said, and we had to be disciplined to limit their threat. We've defended our goal very well in the last two away games, and it was important we took that mindset into the game tonight. We covered every blade of grass, and we defended our goal really well. Kean Bolger marshaled the defence well. The other defenders gave us a platform, and we've got willing workers in the team in front of them. It wasn't a night so much for our attacking players, but they still had a role to play. They did that role very well. Yeah, a bit of pride. Um, oh, I like this. We can take a lot of pride in doing the horrible side of the job tonight. We put our bodies on the line, but we needed to because Fleetwood are a disgusting team of wang. Oh, no, he didn't say that. They're a very good side. <laughs> oh, it's off my cheek there. I was on the edge of my seat for a second. <laughs> <laughs> go all in on Barton. <laughs> all in on Barton. All in. Um, yeah, I think that's what, um, a, a good point. Well made, Keith. Well done, Keith. Well said. Um, Just moving on slightly, did either of you see the, uh, I don't know whether you'd call it an interview or just an article that was on the NTFC Supporters Trust website? Um, It was a chat with uh, James Whiting, um, and it was talking about the training pitches at Moulton. Did you see that last week? Uh, I read a bit of it. It's to be honest, it was too long, and I already knew the answers, so I stopped reading quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I knew did his A levels. Yeah, I didn't do them. We not shocked to know, Danny. It's too long. I already know the answers. Yeah, no. <laughs> I did. Um, I, so anybody that that doesn't know, obviously, a few things have been being said about the state of the pitch at Sixfields, um, and asking why we're training on it as opposed to using what I saw. Uh, one fan replied to, I think James Hennigan saying, "Is a, a perfect pitch at Moulton College," um, and James Whiting has basically said that this year, pre-season just gone. Um, the pitch should have had a full renovation, which happens every three to four years. But because of what happened with the lockdown and coronavirus and everything, they didn't manage to do that. So technically, this pitch is a year out of date or 
past its best. Um, so past that's that's best. yeah. So that's one reason for why the the pitch isn't doing particularly well in holding up. Um, also mentioned that the last two home games, so before Fleetwood, there was um, a torrential downpour before one of the matches, like directly before. I think that was the Stevenage game, maybe, in the EFL Trophy. Oh, yes. And uh, James Whiting even said there that, that the game probably shouldn't have gone ahead, um, which is interesting. Um, but essentially... The reason why the pitches at Moulton haven't been able to have been used is because we've not been able to go to Moulton because it's a college and it's got students at it. And during these unprecedented times, let's say, um, keeping your distance and all that, it's better for the, the players to, to stay at Sixfields and stay there than to be not necessarily mixing, but going around with... Um, Lots of other people at a college. It is a really long story, Neil. Sorry, did you stop reading? I, I yeah, I switched off a little bit again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you think that it's time we sort of put it all to bed and we forgot about the pitches situation? <laughs> I get it, but is it worth? It doesn't really feel like the right time to be bringing up why haven't we got our own training pitches? I understand. The frustration with it it's one of those things that seems to get brought up every once in a while by the hipster clan um about you know why why haven't we got our own training environment and stuff and i get it i get in an ideal world we absolutely would have our own training pitches or our own sort of training hub if you will it's not the right time to be working out why we haven't got that at the minute We've barely the club's barely got any money to survive let alone to be thinking of that sort of stuff so there's a conversation to be had about it of course there is but at the right time like, and, I, and I, it's one of them things. I don't know why we're we talking about it at the moment. Pitch is, is not great. It's not the worst. We've played on worse. It's been worse. It's been better. It is what it is, right? right? At the moment, we're 14th in League One. It's fine. Happy days. Okay, then. Well, um, anything else you'd like to be talking about tonight? I mean, obviously, still happy mm. with the win. Danny, uh, have you got an update on your goats, perhaps? Uh, yeah, nothing's got my goat for a while. What's the last one? No. They're, they're, they're slowly coming out to roost, as you know. Um, no goat update, really. Nothing really got my goat tonight. You'll be pleased to know. Or not, maybe not pleased to know. Maybe people want my goat to be got. I don't know at this point. Everyone wants your goat to be got, Danny. Everyone. Can everyone see this EIO coming across the screen, by the way? Is that just this? No, it should be everyone. Is that just, is that just me? <laughs> I'm just being delusional. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, Neil's put it there because he's very, very happy at the moment. Not that you've noticed by the expression on his face. Of... I've got a new toy, haven't I? I can play with this. It's fun. Well, that sounds wrong. Uh, I mean, the banners. Very much so. Very much. This, so. this is your chance to throw post into Neil's ball, um, sorry, uh, post bag uh, directly. Everyone, yeah, so. there's... If there are any questions, then then fire them at us, and uh, Neil will happily pop them in his post bag. Have Neil, what's your favourite colour? It's, uh, right. it's a question that most listeners will want to know the answer to. Claret. Pardon? Claret. Oh, claret. Those are carrot. That's a good point. Uh, and also carrot. <laughs> Mike Fuller said so he was reading James Whiting's comments, uh, but was interrupted by the breaking news that Chesterfield are excited <laughs> to have re-signed Jack McCourt. Uh-huh. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah. Good is, uh, is Buchanan still there as well? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not see he put on he put on Twitter saying that the results had been unacceptable in the the past few games? I think they'd lost two or three in a row, maybe. Um, yeah, did his usual thing of of being one with the fans. Pandering. Who are we going, we going uh, man of the match tonight, by the way? Oh, good question. Ooh. I yeah, might actually know. give it to Bolger, you know? Yeah. Both ends of the pitch, popping up, leaping like salmon all over the place. Leaping like Matt Salmon. <laughs> leaping like Matt Salmon's, yeah. Oh, uh, I... I mean, I know it's not. It's probably not like the most popular player still, but I think he did a good job at both ends. He's, he was a force. Well, I, I was going to say the same. However, having just seen 
that, then I'm on board. <laughs> um, I, I kind of agree, actually. I, I think for all the stick Boulder's had, and he's looked a bit ropey at times, I think he deserves man of the match tonight. I thought he was solid. And, and you could argue, I, don't, I can't remember who it was that said it earlier, you could argue that they didn't create much, they didn't do much, but actually everything that was thrown his way, he dealt with, he dealt with it well. Hmm. I, I, so, I don't yeah. know why it feel these these kind of types of games for me feel quite difficult to choose a man of the match because there was no like one outstanding player that lit it up. Performance, the game. It? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think I'd probably give it to Bolger. That, that's what the vast majority of the comments that I'm seeing. There's a uh, couple of shouts as well. Christian, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, I thought um, she was good. There's one for Pele here. Oh no, different, different <laughs> question. Uh, <laughs> um, Never be answered yeah. that. Much. Did um, did, did did Keith use all five subs that were available to him tonight? No, I don't think he did. Did he? Who did, who did we have to bring on? He had Mister Lou came on. Um, Danny Rose came. Marshall, on. Danny Rose nearly oh. scored, didn't he, with his first touch? But I think someone mentioned this. I saw this. I can't remember who it was. Someone said it on Twitter. Uh, we've got to start Danny Rose over Baz, I think. I don't think Baz offers enough. He, he can't stand up, for starters. He's always slipping and sliding everywhere. and I just don't think he offers enough at the minute. You, I think he's too raw. You say that, though, but when he came off for Marshall, the game did swing towards the favour of Fleetwood, didn't it? It did, but I think that was more to do with the slight change in formation and dropping someone further back and almost put into the person midfield. And so I think it was the personnel was kind of irrelevant in that respect to back up my argument. It, I mean, it probably was relevant. But. <laughs> well backed up. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think who else then did we have? We, we only made three. We made three. We made three. Maybe Mr. you Luke just forgot on. that you had the extra two. Then. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's the sort of thing you're doing it when you're like one nil up and scrambling, you just make subs for the sake of it. Um, Maybe he didn't want to have, you know, 10 minutes of injury time because technically, uh, what is it, 30-something for <laughs> 30 seconds for each sub is meant to be added? Yeah, but then you've got, like, the people who are just going to bring on would, would have been Watson, Lyons, Holmes. So it's not really the type of player you bring on at that point, is it? Well, no, maybe would have brought Watson on. Then I don't yeah. really... You you wanted Mitchell to come on, the second goalkeeper. Uh, I think I a second keeper in. I thought we might be able to sneak it away with <laughs> I was hoping that uh, Trevor Kettle's toupee would have fallen into his eyes so he couldn't see what was going on. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think uh, it, the, you could have argued for a the odd substitution. Difficult to say, isn't it? Uh, mm. I thought maybe it might have been Matens to, to give Mwaza um, a rest and maybe because he'd been booked as well, hadn't he? And Serbi had been booked. So they both were clearly tired. But we've still got the win, so... It's interesting that... It, we're this far into this and nobody's mentioned Ricky Holmes. I'm not sure it's his sort of game tonight. No, probably not. But it's it's good that he's had a prolonged rest. It'll be a week and a half, won't it, since he last played, if he gets picked, of course. To play we, can unleash, Saturday. we can unleash him on Saturday. It's probably more of his game on Saturday, I think. I think so, yeah, I think so. I mean, how... How good are Doncaster? Are they are they good? Are they bad? They're pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Around about the same level. Those, as yeah, I think they're one of those that maybe are lower in the table, maybe because they've played less games. Yeah, they're only about they've only played twelve times and they're like tenth. So L- lazy, if you ask me. Yeah, <laughs> lazy. Not good enough. John Marquis, of course, coming back. Marquis. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Smith now moved on yeah. from Doncaster years ago. Right, that behind the times. I, I am finished my sentence. Idiot, <laughs> John Marquis comes back when Portsmouth comes to visit <laughs> later in the season. Of course. Uh, yeah, Doncaster a tenth at the moment, uh, having played twelve, whereas we've played fifteen. So Doncaster oh. on twenty-one points, we're on eighteen. I mean, we, six we could. Yeah, six-pointer. Six yeah. We can't go above them, as somebody said earlier, because we'd need a good nine-goal swing. Hey, hold on. Uh, Why is that possible? Well, okay. Then we, it's unlikely right. that we'd go. Unlikely. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Unlikely. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's doable. It's unlikely. Well, I think Trump. it's doable. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the recount. Stop. Um, I, I, one thing that I'm going to acknowledge here is is how nice it is to be above Swindon, who won League Two and came up with us last season. Um, for a start, I mean, is this is this me just imagining this? But I always find that when you go up as champions, that's the team that tends to struggle more in the the next division up. Yeah, so it depends what. Well, you naturally finish as champions. People come and nickel your players, don't they? <laughs> That's what happened to us. And they didn't. I mean, I don't know if I'm right in saying it, but didn't, weren't they all their strikers on loan anyway when they went up? Yeah, they, they've had a problem. Uh, they've had real problems, haven't they? Mm-hmm. They've, had, they've had. They've lost a few players. They've managers. They've, they've been a bit all over the place, wouldn't they? I think. Fair enough. But yeah, we're, we're now only a point behind Plymouth, which I'm sure will please Matt Sammons. Um, <laughs> and Crew as well, who were the other team that came up last season, were only a point behind them. So actually, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, that isn't, they're not the only teams to be looking at and to be bothered about in League One, of course. But it's just one of those things that, for me, it's nice to sort of see. And, you know, that we're not miles off. And, and come Saturday, we could be. Uh, you know the better positioned team out of the four that came up last season. Um, there are games tomorrow though as well, and we have played quite a few more than a lot of people. That is very true. It's very true. But you know, no, we've got the points of, on the board. Yeah, and we put in a bit of space. Dare I say it? Between us and the bottom four, aren't we? Dare you say it? I don't know. Do you? I've dared say it. I've said it. You, you have dared say it. Yeah, I can't quite say. It. I'm going to have to move my. Uh, there we go. I can see so Bristol Rovers are in the fourth relegation place and they've mm. got 13 points. So we're, we're five ahead, although we have played two more games. But points on the board is more important, right? Yeah, um, I, I think so. But I mean, yeah, Wigan and Shrewsbury, we're and almost Burton to a point. We're starting to stream well out of those. Yeah, I mean, it is looking good, isn't it? I've just noticed Mike Fuller has mentioned that Doncaster, if they were to win their th- three games in hand, they'd be top. So... Uh, they're not to be underestimated on Saturday. Um, yeah, and we'll have a preview show coming for you in your podcast app of choice on Friday morning. We'll be speaking to a Doncaster fan, myself and Danny. So make sure you uh, you, you subscribe and do all of that stuff to the podcast. Um, this is going to be a podcast too. I'm going to get it all sorted and it will go out onto your podcast feeds um, as soon as possible. Um, and I think that's really it for tonight, isn't it, boys? Um, thank you very much for coming. Uh, don't forget, you can support the podcast on Patreon uh, from a little, as little rather as two pounds a month. And for that, you get to come on to our Slack channel, which has been live, hasn't it, tonight? With lots of people uh, in there. I know that Mike Fuller's in there. Who else is in there that's been there, uh, been on tonight? Matt Nichols in there. Mike Fuller's definitely in there. A few other people as well. Come and join us. Come and say hello. It's as little as £2 a month. There's some other extras that you can also uh, get yourself as well. Um, but that's a it. date with Thanks Danny. Very much. Extra. A, no, no, not a date with Danny. We can't afford to send no. people to Bristol. Uh, Danny, Danny will bring his goat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's dinner. <laughs> hey, oh, that's why you've got goats, is it? You've been eating them. Oh, <laughs> disgusting. Lovely. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we'll be back on Friday, as I said, with the preview show. And then back on Saturday on here, won't we, on the Facebook, doing a live after the game, Neil? Is that right? Yep, being live live Saturday after the game. And Mike has just promised to send some pictures on Saturday. Look at that. Just to, just to make us feel even more jealous, Mike. Brilliant. <laughs> like send someone with a beer as well, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were here. Yeah, <laughs> go, go in the pub before and terrible. Have to, to, uh, honestly, though, to, to those people that have got tickets on Saturday, I hope they enjoy it. Um, how good is it to to be able to go back and watch live football, right? Even even in a weird, strange environment. But how, how good is it? So yeah, really pleased that a fans are allowed back in, and, and b so many of, of our listeners and people on Twitter and and all the good guys have got in. So yeah, enjoy it. Brilliant. Thanks very much for watching and listening, everybody. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you again on Friday. And, uh, yeah, if you like the podcast, let other people know about it. That'd be lovely. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Goodbye.
Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.